Welcome to the Rusty George Podcast. Honored to have you with us. Today is a conversation that I think is going to be so helpful to all who are leaders in churches or leaders of churches. I had a chance to sit down with Mac Lake, a leadership expert that has been helping out churches for many years. His impact is almost impossible to calculate the amount of churches he's helped, the amount of people he has helped. And if you have questions like, what is leadership development? Is it just telling people what to do? Or I've been doing it for years, but I still don't know what I'm doing. Or it seems like this is just a church thing and it doesn't cross-pollinate into my family life or my work life. I think today is going to be very, very helpful for you. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the podcast. Well, we are so excited to have on the podcast today a guy that I have heard about for years. He's legendary and uh, have been able to work with him over the past year as he's worked with our churches in helping develop leaders. So, Mac Lake, thank you so much for being with us. Rusty, so good to be with you, and I have really enjoyed working with your staff over the past year. Well, it's been a great, great uh, year with us um, from our perspective, definitely. So for those who don't know you, give us a little bit of update or maybe a bio on you. And and the, your uh, your Southern accent is going to give you away a little <laughs> bit. So I'll let you tell a little bit about that, too. Yeah, I, uh, I grew up in a little town in West Virginia, a little church of about 70 people. And so um, felt called the ministry early on, went to Moody Bible Institute, uh, Dallas Theological Seminary. And uh, jumped into ministry in South Carolina, and uh, that's where God called me to plant a church. And then over the past, oh, goodness, uh, 14 years or so, I've been working with a lot with church planters, uh, developing church planters, and uh, just trying to help multiply the church. Well, I know you've... Uh made a huge impact in a lot of churches and I've had friends recommend your services for years and 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 with uh, what you're doing now by uh, helping multiply leaders and multiply churches um, for any church leader out there I would highly recommend uh, connecting with Mac um, through your website maclakeonline.com I believe is yep, that right yep that's right all right so and tons of great resources there and books and and the like. So here's what I want to start off by asking, because I know we have some listeners who are leaders of churches, and we have some listeners who are leaders in churches. Mm-hmm. In other words, they they have a 60-hour work week, and then they come and they volunteer on the weekend or during the week with some aspect of ministry. And what I love about your approach to leadership is it's not just how to lead a church, it's just how to lead. Can you give us some you know, you're thinking on that a little bit? Yeah, um, because I grew up in a little church um, and I was so passionate about my relationship with Christ, but I was an extremely shy kid. And so growing up, everybody, you know, you know, several people would tell me, Mac, you're a nice guy. You're just not a leader. All the way into my early 20s, you know, people would say, Mac, you're so nice. You're such a great guy. You're just not a leader. And I, I wanted so desperately to have an impact with my life for Christ, but begin to recognize that I really wasn't a very good leader. And over the years, uh, I, eventually I met a guy, a pastor, who began to develop me as a leader. 
And it drastically changed my life. It, it drastically changed the trajectory of my growth. And that's when I began to realize and redefine uh, leadership development as discipleship. And so I just have a passion to see uh, church staff, lay leaders begin to learn how to disciple leaders. Well, and I think that's exactly what, what you've done for us, and it's been so great. So let me, let me ask you this question. I think the term leadership development mm-hmm. has been so overused over the past 20 years or so that um, I think for many of us, we, we got out of college or we got into you know, the workforce and it was already defined, but not shared with us. In other words, people were talking about leadership development and we just felt like I should know what that is, but I don't. So I'll just pretend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we do our best at maybe trying to develop leaders. But I think at the end of the day, we just think it is telling people what to do and making them happy about it. So would you just give us 101 level? What is leadership development? And how is that different than most of us tend to define it? What are some of the uh, um, the mistakes that we make when we're trying to define it ourselves? Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. I think most people assume that leadership development is telling the new person uh, what they need to know in order to lead. And so they're, they're just dumping information. I, I remember when I felt the call to plant a church. Uh, called my local denomination. Uh, they said, "Come to our two-day boot camp." I was so excited because I was, you know, I was scared to death to plant a church. And so I thought, "Okay, they're going to develop me. They're going to train me how to plant a church." Well, I walked away after two days, very disappointed because the two days consisted of, you know, really nice gentlemen standing up there and. Uh, lecturing for 16 hours over two days, and I filled in 273 fill-in-the-blanks. And you know, he went home and said, honey, I trained a bunch of church planters over the past two days. And I went home and looked at my wife and said, honey, I still don't know what I'm doing. Um, you know, what I've discovered is dumping information doesn't produce transformation. And the church tends to uh, default to just telling as a means of, of trying to develop leaders. But years ago, I defined leadership development this way. Leadership development is an intentional process where one interacts with an experienced leader producing transformation in the character and competencies that increase that person's ability to influence people, outcomes, and culture. And so it's this intentional process where a new person is interacting with an experienced leader in such a way that it produces transformation, enabling them to be a more more effective leader. Okay, so for those listening to that, that might be thinking, I have nothing to give. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I work in an industry that nobody cares to know about. I volunteer as a junior high boys small group leader. Uh, I'm not so sure if I could develop another leader. It's just enough for me to read over the lesson on the way to church mm. and have something to say. You know, what would you say to them about their ability to lead others? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. For that person that's that's lacking confidence, I think a lot of times they lack confidence for several reasons. Number one, they don't fully understand the 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 importance of their role and the the position you just mentioned you know I, whenever i talk to student leaders or children's leaders go you are discipling the next generation of believers you know the, you're not just babysitting you're not just 
spending an hour with you know these students, uh, getting them to talk about the Bible. No, you're being a model of of who Christ is, of Christ like character, uh, and. Uh, you, you can have such an impact. And so a lot of times they just misdefine it. The other reason that that, that some leaders struggle is they haven't received training. Uh, what I've discovered, Rusty, is pastors and staff tend to recruit for character. And so we, we try to recruit somebody for character and we ignore their competence or we just assume competence. So we say, oh, this person, man, they, they're living like Jesus. They're a great guy. They're godly character. So let's make them a small group leader or let's put them in this leadership position. And we just assume that the, because they have the character, they will have the competence. So we don't do any training. And what we end up with was a bunch of nice people providing poor leadership. And so they're not getting the, 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 the bang for the buck, you know, when we put them in that role, when we don't, when we don't train them. Uh, I, it's funny. I just, uh, I was at a church a couple of weeks ago on a Sunday and I pulled full four of their existing, uh, leaders together in children's ministry. And I asked them these questions. I said, okay, you guys tell me you, you've been in this leadership role in children's ministry for several years. You're lay volunteers. Thank you for the work you do. Tell me, what emotions do new leaders, uh, when they come into the room, what emotions are they showing? Because you see new leaders coming in and out these doors all the time. And they were like, oh, my gosh, they come in fearful. They come in with a great deal of anxiety, overwhelmed, confused. I said, okay, that's, I was like, wow, that's the typical experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, okay, now tell me about what mistakes do new leaders make when they step into the classroom here? And they started just listing all these mistakes that new leaders make. And all of that is a result of recruiting people who have great character but we assume they have the competency. And so mm. uh, we have to disciple our leaders because if we're putting them in that position to disciple students, to disciple children, or even disciple adults, then who's discipling the disciple makers? We skip mm -hmm. that step. I think um, you're, you're touching on something here that a lot of us wrestle with, and that is, especially in the church world, we're just trying to, to plug some holes, you know, yeah. to fill some spots for the weekend so that everything's covered. And in that process, we often forget the training process and helping somebody succeed. So walk us through just some of the, the steps that, that a leader would have to take, because it's more than just recruiting. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to back up a few steps and you talk about structure and then mm -hmm. you talk about what are those core competencies that leader needs to know long before the recruitment and then the development actually begin. Can you walk us through that just a little bit? Yeah, yeah. The 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 simplistic version of this, and it's what you know we've spent a year walking through with with your church here, your churches here, is you know first you have to have a clear structure. In other words, what is a person's next step in leadership. Usually they're a team member, then they become a leader, then they can become a coach, then they become a like a team leader, department lead. And, and so you have to identify for your area of ministry, what are the logical steps of development and build a structure around that? And then your, your system, your system says, okay, well, how are we going to onboard or how are we going to move somebody from one level to the next? And, and that's simply saying, hey, I've identified somebody that's a team member that could be a leader. 
Let's have a conversation with them. Let's find out what their gifts are, their strengths are, what, what's their passion. Uh, are they a good fit for this potential leadership role that we're looking uh, at them for? And if the answer is yes, and they pray about it, and you pray about it, and you agree, then we're going to say, hey, all we want you to do now is here, and we identify specific competencies for that role. Okay, so we say, hey, here's here's three to five specific skills, not just the character stuff. Here's three three to five specific skills you're going to need to be successful in this role. So what we want to do is we want to put you with one of our existing leaders. You're going to follow them for a few weeks, and you're going to watch them do these specific competencies. And then you're just going to huddle up after church real quick or maybe go to coffee that week and just talk about, okay, what did you learn by watching me? Uh, and, and you know what we did here is we developed little training modules around each of those competencies. So they just have a development conversation. It's not about telling. It's about asking. And so that that existing leader says, hey, would you see me do well? Is there anything you would do different? Uh, hey, you read an article or about this competency or you watched a video this week about that competency? What stood out to you? What did you learn? What questions do you have? Uh, what part would you feel comfortable trying next week if I give you the opportunity to to lead next week? And so it's just having that it, it it's it's modeling and mentoring them until they have the competence and the confidence to step into that leadership role. You shared with our team uh, a card that simply has four questions on it uh-huh. at the end of a training experience, or let's say a Sunday morning where somebody's been walking with a leader. Uh, Can you share what those four questions are? Yeah, yeah. So on the front side of the card, it gives the description of the role, what what the win is, and three ways the win is demonstrated. And so you flip the card over, and so you give the card to somebody that's going to shadow you that week and say, hey, here's here's the win for this position, and here's what the win looks like. Watch me do it this week. And, and so they watch you during that hour, Sunday morning hour. You flip the card over at the end of the service and say, hey, what did you see me do well? What did you see that you would have done different in in us in these situations? And then uh, what did you learn by watching today? And what questions do you have about this position? And when we've used this with people, it, it's just amazing. It's sometimes the conversation really goes deep and people learn things about themselves and uh, they love the feedback. And then after you finish that, you say, okay, next week, I'm going to give you part of the responsibility. I'm going to watch you. And then I'm going to ask you those very same four questions so you can learn by practicing and doing this role yourself. Don't you find that so much of leadership development is self-discovery and just this, uh, the leader creates environments to talk about things. And then we begin to kind of stumble into learnings on our own. Yeah, it's so true. I tell staff all the time that every week you should look at your week ahead of time because there are, there, there are golden opportunities for leadership development just scattered all throughout your week. And then Sunday is, should be the leadership, most leadership development rich hour of the week. Because there's so much going on. There's so much to observe in action. There's so much to debrief. And leadership development doesn't always have to be sitting in a classroom and having, you know, having an hour lecture. There doesn't have to always be sitting around and having a 30-minute discussion. Leadership development can be, hey, you just watched me do this. What did I do well? And what would you do different? Boom. Let's move on. We just learned something. 
and you're just getting them to discover things in bite sizes so that, it, and here's the thing, we got to focus on increasing their competence and increasing their confidence. That's so good. And I'm, I'm listening to you say this and I think, boy, that would work at home. Mm-hmm. That would work at the dinner table with my kids. Um, translate that for the person out there that just wants to lead at home better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, It's looking at your kids and thinking, okay, what's an area my kids need to grow in? Maybe it is patience. Maybe it's humility. You know, maybe it's decision making. And then sitting around the dinner table and saying, hey, guys, uh, you know, just in real casual, I used to do this with our kids all the time, just real casual. Hey, guys, tell me about your day. And we talk about the day for a minute. Well, hey, uh, you told me about, you know, this situation happened with your friend. You know, was that a hard decision that, that you had to make when you said that to them? How did they respond? What went well? What didn't go well? And now you're just asking conversations. And in doing so, it leads to discovery. Uh, it's fun. We did an exercise here yesterday where uh, I had your team read one page. It was just a simple little page about how to lead a healthy team. And then ask, Then they paired up knee to knee and asked three questions. That was it. And just those three questions, I had people telling me, oh, my goodness, I discovered so much about myself in that in that just four minutes that I gave them to do it. And it's because of asking questions. So often we lead simply by telling. And when we only lead by telling, we're leaving out half the equation. We have to lead by asking. Uh, I, I just created a, uh, an e-course called Leading with Questions. And the whole reason I created it is because I see so many leaders trying to lead by telling, and then they get frustrated. Because people aren't doing what they told them to do. Well, it's because, you know, they're dumping information and they're not producing discovery. So whether it be in uh, in a, a classroom, whether it be around the dinner table at home, it's asking questions that help people think. And then it leads them to discovery that can change their behaviors. Well, that's so good. I wish I'd heard that probably about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I think so much of my leadership has been well, I've got to perfect it before I can replicate it. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, I, and I still get into this rut where I hear a good podcast and I send it to somebody. I read yeah. a good book and I buy it for them. Yeah. But I miss that opportunity to sit down with them afterwards and process it and learn together. Yeah. Yeah. My, my trainers, I, where, I, where I used to work, I, w- I would train church plant trainers. And we'd be in the middle of a training. We'd be training some new people and they would always get a kick out of this. I would stop. I would stop right in the middle of the training. I'd go, okay, time out, time out. And I would turn to the guys that that are my team and my trainers and say, okay, guys, in this session right here, in this little segment, this past five minutes, I just made a huge mistake as a trainer. Let me tell you what it was. And I would, and I would just get a little five-minute discussion about a mistake I made, you know? And so you don't have to be perfect leader. You don't have to always let people learn from what you're doing well. Let them learn from your mistakes. And you know what? When I talk to my, my former team, those are some of the biggest lessons that stood out to them is when I would stop in that moment and go, hey, guys, here's something I didn't do well. And here's a mistake I made. Let's process this. Why do you think I made this mistake? Why do you think I made that decision? Uh, why? How did you see this go bad? And then we all learn from it. And uh, people appreciate that. So it's not just learning from my 
my leadership strengths. It's learning from my leadership weaknesses as well. Mm, that's so good. You've mentioned questions several times, and I know many of us get into the rut of asking yes or no questions. Mm-hmm. Um, give us some pointers on how to ask good questions in these type of settings. Yeah, so many times we ask questions to assess somebody's understanding. Uh, you know, did they, uh, you know, is, is there a comprehension of what I said? And so, so we look, I'm going, does that make sense to you? Uh, tell me what I just said. Uh, do you agree with this? Yes or no? Well, those are terrible questions. <laughs> and so right. what we have to do is we have to, I, what I always tell my trainers is follow your curiosity. Just follow your curiosity. And so when people are answering, you know, ask questions that just make you think, why did they say that? Or they, they, they talked about some emotion. Why do you feel that way? And so, um, one of the things I, I recommend is like when you give somebody a chapter of a book or you give them a video to watch, just simply put these questions with it. What stood out to you the most? What challenged you the most? What questions did it raise for you? What leadership strength did it affirm for you? What growth area did it reveal for you? What's one way you can put this into practice uh, immediately? What's a scripture passage that teaches or illustrates what you just uh, heard or what you just read? And what are three to five action steps you need to take as a result of what you learned today? Those, that little simple set of questions right there, you can put that with any article, any chapter of a book, and you've got a training session. And those are real, those aren't yes or no questions. Those are really good questions that can stimulate, uh, some really good and deep discussion. Mm, that's so good. Okay. So last question for you here, mm-hmm. um, before we kind of wrap up with some of the content, I want people to hear about how to get in touch with you. Uh, if I'm a church leader and this is all brand new stuff for me and I am thinking, boy, you're really speaking my language. Cause Sunday is so exhausting for me running around, doing everything, mm-hmm. making everything happen. And then just fill in the spots during the week. Give me the next 90 days Mm. of what I should focus on to try to align a leadership structure. That's good. That's a good question. Um, First of all, there has to be a shift in your thinking. Um, You have to shift. You, You never change your behaviors until you change your beliefs. And so for a lot of staff members, church leaders I talk to, they're like, well, people expect me to do this. I don't have time to do development. Uh, Other people don't want to be developed. Okay, those get locked into our beliefs and therefore they shape our behaviors. So what do we do? We just keep acting like a doer rather than a developer. So the very first step, Rusty, at the beginning of the 90 days is saying, okay, I have to have a conversion. I have to convert from being a doer to a developer. And so then the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to make a long list. Second thing, I'm going to make a long list of everything I've done over the past two weeks. I'm going to write it down. Emails that I sent, meetings I went to, people I met with, coffees that I had, uh, projects I worked on, events I attended, whatever. I make a long list. And then... Now, beside that list, I'm going to put a yes or a no by every single item. Did I leverage that as a leadership development opportunity? Yes or no? If the answer is no, then what I'm going to ask the next question. What could I do to leverage that as a leadership development opportunity? 
You see, a lot of leaders say, I'm so busy, I don't have time to develop leaders. Well, if you're saying, I'm so busy, that makes you a prime candidate to be a leadership developer because you're doing mm-hmm. so much that there's a ton of stuff you could give away and there's hours and hours of opportunity for people to shadow you and watch you. So I would do that next. Third thing I would do is I'd say, okay, who can I raise up to do not everything, but do some of the things that I do? And so I'm going to look beneath me and go, okay, who seems to have the, who have, who has the potential, who has the potential competency, the character, uh, the desire, the willingness to learn and to, to raise them up to do some of the things that I can do. Because you see, I have to get my head above water. So I need to begin to give away and delegate some of my tasks that, that, I, that I do on a regular basis. And so I'm going to begin to identify those people. I'm going to invite them in and say, hey, I want you to do, uh, I want you to start helping me lead these meetings. And so watch me lead the next two or three meetings. Here's, you know, here's three to four keys to leading meetings. Watch me do these. And then in a few weeks, I'm going to let you lead a portion of this meeting. And then a few weeks later, I'm going to let you lead another portion. And then we're eventually going to get to the part where I lead one meeting, you lead the next meeting. Uh, I went to my team several years ago and I said, hey, guys, you've been watching me lead meetings for a full year now. Now, I've taught you how to lead meetings. I'm not going to lead our meetings anymore. Just because I'm the leader doesn't mean I have to lead the meetings. So I'll be at the meetings, but I want you all to start leading the meetings. And so begin to delegate that. I'm, I wasn't giving them my position. I wasn't giving them my title, but I was giving them part of my task. So I have. To, so what we have to do in that 90 days, begin to reproduce ourselves so that people can do some of the things that, that we do um, and, and just keep the, that ongoing development with them by asking questions. What did you, you, know, what'd you see me do? Uh, and what, what would you do different? What questions do you have? And what did you learn? And and they'll begin to learn and grow and develop into that role. That's fantastic, Mac. And obviously, the the next best thing for a leader to do is to contact you. So tell people how they can get a hold of you and some of the services that you and your team provide. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, MacLakeOnline.com. And uh, there you'll find out about um, the leadership pipeline coaching that uh, that we offer. Also, we offer a, it's called Multiply Your Impact. It's a six-month coaching group that teaches you a seven-component system of how to lead a team. And I'm discovering that a lot of leaders can't multiply themselves because they're just so bad at leading a team. <laughs> so I teach a leadership system. And uh, very rarely do you, you know, you ask somebody, what's your system for leading your team? They'll look at you and go, I don't have one. Well, this is seven part system for leading a team. And each part of the system comes with a specific tool you can use to help you be more effective as a leader. So that's called Multiply Your Impact. And then I've got some leadership development books on there, some free leadership development tools as well, and a YouTube channel that has a bunch of videos on how to develop leaders. Wow. that's It's, it's so great. And I just highly recommend to everybody accessing this information, contacting you if you're a leader of a church, bring Mac and his team in, let them help you. Uh, It has been such an eye-opener for our staff and a unifying thing for our staff to come together around this one common goal of developing leaders. Mac, thank you not just for what you've done for our churches, but thank you for what you do for the church. Thank you, Rusty. It was a joy to be with you today. 
Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll share this with a friend. And as always, go to iTunes and share a review. That would be wonderful. Help us get the word out there as we continue to help churches make leadership simple.